Hello and welcome to the Kick-Ash Smoke-Free Podcast with me, Lee Waters. I'm currently on day 337 on my smoke-free journey, so less than a month away from hitting the one-year mark. The purpose of this podcast is to share my smoke-free experiences and prove to you that staying away from cigarettes is possible and will have a positive impact on your life. I have also arranged interviews with other people who are willing to share their smoke-free stories. I appreciate any feedback that you're willing to offer, and you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. The details are in the episode description. Over the past three weeks, I have explained how and why I chose to go smoke-free, and what methods I used to start the journey. I've also spoken to Lexi about her experiences, and she's been successful even though she didn't even want to stop smoking in the first place. To remind you, I was using nicotine patches alongside mini lozenges to get me through, as well as 478 breathing and a positive attitude to the road ahead. If you haven't already done so, please have a listen and share with anyone who might benefit from hearing these podcasts. This week, I'll be speaking about week one, what I experienced and how I managed to fight my gremlins to get to the finish line. It was Sunday the night before. At 10pm, I rolled my last cigarette, emptied the tobacco into the food waste bin. I ripped up the cigarette papers and soaked the filters and threw them in the bin along with all but one lighter. There was nothing left. All I had was one cigarette and a lighter. I stepped into the garden, sat on a garden chair and smoked that cigarette knowing that it would be my last. I made sure that I smoked as much as I actually wanted. The funny thing was that even though I'd allowed myself to smoke all of this cigarette, I only actually managed to smoke about a third of it. I stomped it out on the wet ground and threw it into the bin. That was that. I was now a non-smoker, smoke-free. I drank a pint of water, brushed my teeth, had a wash and jumped into bed. It took me a while to fall asleep. Nicotine, as you may know, is a stimulant and is a terrible thing to smoke before going to bed. It keeps you awake. I don't know. I say it took me about half an hour to fall asleep. According to the National Health Service, after 20 minutes of being smoke-free, your pulse rate returns to normal only 20 minutes in and something had returned to normal maybe that helped but i did eventually fall asleep i get up early my job offers flexible working time but i like to get in early so i can get home and spend quality time with my wife and two beautiful daughters and besides they wake up early anyway so i don't get much choice in the matter i jump in the shower put on my patch look in the mirror not the prettiest of sights But I knew that something was different. I also knew that I needed to do something different to remind myself of the change. Another good thing about my job is that I'm only required to wear casual office attire. This is great because I'm not a fan of wearing jackets or ties. Hold on, that was it. A tie. I'd feel it around my neck and see it every time I looked down. I have to admit, although I'm not a fan, it is a smarter looking option. On went my shirt and tie, I ate my breakfast with the girls and left for work. As I mentioned before, I would usually smoke two to three cigarettes on the walk to work, starting from when I left the driveway. I got out, stood still, breathed in for four seconds, held my breath for seven seconds, breathed out for eight seconds. I popped in my first Niquitin mini lozenge in my mouth and headed out for the day. 
without knowing it, I'd achieved two smoke-free milestones. My pulse was back to normal after just 20 minutes. And now, after eight hours, nicotine and carbon monoxide levels in my blood had reduced by more than half, and the oxygen levels had returned to normal. Think about that for a moment, it's crazy. After just eight hours of non-smoking, my oxygen levels in my blood had returned back to normal. I'll talk about this in more detail in a later episode, but think about how important oxygen is and how we're hampering our body's ability to carry it through our body. Anyway, something inside me had changed. The lozenge lasted ages, but it tasted great. It was nice peppermint. It was actually pleasant as opposed to other forms of NRT, which I found to have a peppery sensation in the back of my mouth. The day progressed with little incident. I was happy preempting my usual cravings by popping lozenges. Before I knew it, I was in bed, ready to go to sleep. I got through day one. This was weird. Day two started in the same manner, but something was different. I lay in bed and checked what was going on on Facebook. Checked in on the smoking support group and read about people struggling, but focused on the success stories. I was convinced that this was going to be the time. I jumped up showered, got dressed, picked out another bloody tie and felt like a million pounds. I got downstairs, fed the girls and left again. As I walked to work, I checked my apps and noticed the benefits that I was experiencing. I was in such a great mood and I was really, really proud of myself. Again, the day went with no drama. The patches were working and the lozenges helped me to cope with the craving spikes that I was experiencing throughout the day. While sat at my desk, I felt my legs jiggling though a lot of energy and needed to do something when I got home. I jumped on our treadmill and I started running. Before the quit I was able to run four kilometers in just over 30 minutes. I wanted to achieve under 30 minutes but could never quite manage it. My pace was around 7.32 per kilometer. After just two days I ran three kilometers in 20 minutes 25 seconds. My pace had dropped to six minutes 48 per kilometer. Surely this improvement in pace was just a fluke. I was even more motivated. I went to bed making sure that I took off the patch before I went to sleep. Because when I was wearing the patch I was finding that I couldn't sleep very well. Um, because maybe the stimulants within the patch were, were keeping me awake and giving me, to be honest, quite surreal dreams. My work was getting a little bit stressful especially since it was performance review time and I wasn't particularly confident with my performance. I wasn't sure whether I was good enough to do the job that I'd been recently promoted to do. Even with this, I was determined not to smoke. A cigarette just simply wouldn't help. After 48 hours, I'd achieved milestones three and four. Milestone three, says that carbon monoxide will be eliminated from the body, that your lungs will start to clear out mucus and other smoking debris. I found that milestone four is a big one. After 48 hours, there is no nicotine in the body. None at all. The ability to taste and smell is improved. It's amazing, really. It had been identified there had been a phenomenon known as the dreaded threes. A lot of people were struggling 
on Facebook, they were reporting that day three they found very difficult. The other threes are week three and month three. So after reading the experiences of other people, strangely, I got through day three. No hitches, even though I was expecting some bad cravings. I got home and went for a longer 3.3 kilometer run at a pace of seven minutes 14 per kilometer. It's an improvement on the times prior to my quit, but not as good as the previous day. Milestone number five had been achieved. After 72 hours, breathing became easier, my bronchial tubes began to relax and my energy levels had started to increase. Days four and five followed the same patterns. There was nothing to note during those days. The weekend was ahead of me. We had decided that we were going to visit my family in Wales, which consisted of an hour and a half drive with my two daughters, both wanting to listen to the Frozen soundtrack over and over again. This would be my first long drive without the cigarettes. There'd be no cigarettes during the inevitable toilet stop. This may sound as if I'm not addressing my smoking, but there is no real news, and the running was a positive byproduct of my being smoke-free. I had my patches, and I had my lozenges. I'd pop a lozenge in before going for a run. It is a lot easier to run with a lozenge than whilst holding a cigarette. <laughs> I'm kidding, I never smoked while running, but I did immediately before and after going for a run. Anyway, I was enjoying my running and it was much better habit than the previous one. Another thing I'd learned was that smoking had suppressed my emotions. It had stopped me from getting overly upset, melancholic or angry. It also stopped me from the reverse, from being elated or happy or calm. And strangely, after running for 20 minutes or more, I'd get a bit giggly or I'd start to act a bit silly. People call this the runner's high and it's a recognised thing. One thing I'd incorporated into my quit plan was to use the running to preempt any negative feelings that I may experience through not smoking. I was prepared. I was expecting day three to be a challenge. I made sure that I had taken suitable preventative actions. I made sure that I followed my new routine and incorporated those breathing techniques. I noticed that throughout the day, I'd started to cough up a lot of phlegm. It was gross. On occasion, it would turn into a coughing fit not as bad as when I'd had a heavy day smoking, but it was really uncomfortable. And the release of these chemicals during the runner's high really seemed to work. Now, my parents don't smoke. They never have as far as I'm aware. My grandparents did smoke. And I remember as a child hating it when they smoked. I didn't like the smell. And I used to get really annoyed when the smokestack at the end of the cigarette would get too long. Anyway, another habit that I developed when visiting home was that I would roll a cigarette and smoke in the garden. Once we'd arrived at my mum's, we got there, I popped a lozenge, and we all got together and had a chat. I wasn't standing in the garden alone. Also, the Six Nations rugby was on. This is a big deal in Wales. Wales were playing Ireland to do the Grand Slam. Wales won. During football matches, I'd usually have a smoke before, during half time, and then after the game. This would also apply to Six Nations rugby matches. Even though I'm not the biggest rugby fan, Wales won, I didn't smoke. I was making sure I'd preempted the cravings. Sunday morning came around, my rest day from the running. Mrs. W had gone for her usual run, which is usually a silly distance and an even more silly time, meaning that she's really fast and she runs really far. 
I was tired after the previous two days. But having mum on hand meant that we could both exercise at the same time as she would be able to see to the girls' breakfast and make sure they didn't kill themselves. I convinced myself that I'd popped out for 30 minutes and maybe try for a three kilometre run. I started to run and I headed for the promenade. I was running. Strangely, there was very little resistance and the ground was flat. My breathing was easy and my pace was steady. I wasn't aiming for any records. It was just meant to be a gentle trot. The weather was nice and I was listening to Beck's album, Colours. The album has been my soundtrack to my quip. The music is very upbeat and the lyrics are very positive and the rhythm is great to run to. As I ran, I kept an eye on the distance. I was going to turn around at one and a half kilometres, but I didn't. I thought I'd turn at two kilometres, but I wasn't tired enough. I thought I'd just run the length of the promenade. I got to four kilometres and turned around. This was amazing. I ran at a steady pace and my breathing was good. But then I hit seven kilometres. My smoking career decided to catch up on me. I coughed a little, but was able to run through it for a couple of seconds. And then it erupted. I was hacking my lungs up. It felt as though my entire essence was trying to leave my body. I was coughing so much that I could see stars. I walked for a little bit and then started to chop and build up the pace again. I got my second wind. I got just outside mum's house and looked at my watch. I realised that eight kilometres was not a distance that people would run. So I decided that I'd make the distance up to 10 kilometres. This was incredible. My wife complimented me on the progress I was making. I was so proud. This was tested later in the day. My sister and my nephew visited as they knew that we were there too. It was great to see them and lovely to know that the girls were playing with their cousin and auntie. Unfortunately, my sister is also a smoker and I think it started to rain so she would smoke in the kitchen with the back door open. This just meant the smoke flowed through the house. I know it wasn't her intention and that she was trying her best to keep the smoke outdoors. I hadn't told her that I'd stopped smoking and I didn't want her to feel as though she couldn't do what she wanted to do because of me. I was actually seeing and feeling the benefits of my being smoke-free. Whilst my pace was not worrying Olympians, I was so proud of myself and nothing could spoil my progress. This would have been a moment where I would have cracked in the past. I could easily have asked her for a ciggy. The running, the previous six days, the promise to the beavers, the posts on social media, and most importantly, the fact that I was starting to feel amazing was enough to keep me on track. This was the most successful thing that I'd done for a long, long time. However, I was not counting my chickens just yet. In summary, my first week went fantastically well. My choice of patches and lozenges would work in a treat. I'd made small changes to my day and viewed my experience with, with a positive perspective. I also used controlled breathing techniques to help me through tougher times. But things and events that were to come would put everything to the test. While my first week was good, I would almost say it was easy. My next episode will cover my second week of being smoke-free and what challenges I faced. Thank you for listening to my smoke-free journey so far. If you have any suggestions or would like to be part of future episodes, please leave me a message on social media or in the Anchor FM app. Remember, you will do this. You just need to stay strong, stay positive, and stay spoke.